Hey everybody, it's Mike Steiner from Jesus Without Religion. Today we are talking about the parable of the talents. Uh, perhaps you've heard it uh, said that these talents are about works or works. You need to get out there and do more and be more. Uh, or maybe you've heard them differently said it's about gifts. And if you don't use your gifts, um, God's going to revoke them from you. Which, by the way, the gospel tells us that our gifts are irrevocable as what God tells us. But today I'm going to show you folks that what the talents are and what's really going on in the parable of the talents. This is not about uh, works or gifts. This is about the gospel. This is about what do you do with the gospel when you hear it? Do you believe it or do you reject it? Do you share it or do you bury it? I just want to make sure we get the context here. But before I dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about works. Just two verses I always like to point out so we can look at these in context with the parable of the talents. So let's go back here to Romans chapter four, verse five, right? So we read this. This is Paul telling us, he says, now to the one who works, the wages are not credited as a favor, but what is due. But to the one, and I highlighted this on purpose, but to the one who does not work, but what does he do? He believes in him who justifies the ungodly. His faith will be credited as righteous. Acts also tells us that, the book of Acts tells us that God is not served by human hands as if he need anything. Now, I want just a quick disclosure. Yes, we are made for good works. My gosh, God has created us. We are new at our core, and, and good works is just a part of who we are. That's not what the garbage teaching is. The garbage teaching is the reward system that we're getting hooked up in heaven and we just got to get out there and earn as many rewards and jewels as we possibly can. That's where we go wrong and it's not the gospel. We also see in John chapter 6, verse 28 through 29, this is Jesus. He's talking to some Pharisees. I love what he says. He says, then they said to him, what must we do? to be doing the works of God. Other translations say, tell us the, the uh, works that please God. And this one says, notice how they're talking about works in the plural. Jesus answers them and he says, this is the work. You notice there's no S on the end of that. Here's the work of God, that you believe in him who he sent. You see, God is really more concerned about your faith and trusting Jesus than he is how many works you're doing. Should we work? Yes. No one is saying we should not have works, so we're not interested in the mean legalistic guys with their comments suggesting that we are condoning good works um, for Christ. We're not. What we are ripping apart to shreds is these, this idea that there it is a reward system. And I'm going to rip apart today this idea that the parable of the talents was designed uh, to teach us we better get out there and do something with our gifts or God's going to strip them away. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to do what it seems like all these teachers who share that do. They, they share this teaching by starting here, the parable of the talents in verse 14. Um, that's Matthew chapter 25, sorry. This is verse 14. If we start right here, we might miss the context. So what I want to do first, I want to rewind in this same chapter, 
Matthew chapter 25. And I want to put some legs on this. I want to give it some context. So it, it, people are acting like Jesus just started a whole new conversation in verse 14. I'm sorry, the writer, Matthew, started a whole new conversation in verse 14. So what I want you to see from chapter, from verse 1, what the context was, and it flows perfectly into this, as well as flowing into what comes after this. So let's go all the way backwards. Here we are, folks. This is Matthew chapter 25, um, verse 1. What is the context? It's highlighted here in blue. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven here, right? He says, then the kingdom of heaven, this is what's in context, it's going to be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and they went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. And I want you to pay attention because the wise ones were believers. The foolish ones were unbelievers. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But, so the oil is symbolic for the, for the Holy Spirit, okay? Let's not get too confused. It's a parable. Sometimes we try to make too much out of lamps and oil. It's, it's literally symbolic for the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They weren't saved. Whoever believes, God puts his spirit in them, right? For when the foolish took their lamps, <clears throat> they took no oil with them. But the wise, they took flasks of oil with their lamps, meaning they were overpouring with the Holy Spirit. Here we go. As the bridegroom was delayed, right, they all became drowsy and slept. Now, follow. This is in line with Scripture. He says the thief will come. Yeah, I mean, he'll come like, like the, the, the evil one will come like a thief in the night. So here it is. This is he's just sort of making a parable out of this. The bridegroom was delayed. No one knows when he was coming. They all became drowsy and they went to sleep in the middle of the night. But at midnight, there was a cry, wasn't there? Isn't this the gospel? Here he is. Here is the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. Then all the virgins, this is believers, rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, these are the foolish unbelievers. Oh, again, it's just a parable. They obviously unbelievers aren't going to get to come to us and say, hey, give us some of the Holy Spirit. He's, he's making the point. It's too late, right? And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there's not enough for us and you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came in the middle of the night, like a thief in the night, this is all happening. And those who were ready went with him to the marriage feast. You are the bride of Christ, right? This is the marriage feast. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered to them. Now notice the context here. Truly, I say to you, I don't know you. We've seen this in another story, haven't we? He will say to those, depart from me, I never knew you. These are unbelievers. By the way, that's another parable, uh, which has wildly been distorted. He goes and he says, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. You don't know when your time is coming. So I love this. That is the context here. This is, here it is. You don't know the day or the hour and it's too late one day, you wake up. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, that's it. So he's talking about the context here is, is belief. It's salvation. 
It's you need to be prepared because you don't know when you're gonna draw your last breath, okay? Then we move to the parable of the talents, continuing, not starting a new story. <clears throat> He's saying this, what, were, what was the context again? Let's scroll back up, remember that? The kingdom of heaven, salvation, believing, you're drawing your last breath. Now we move to the parable of the talents. Now we, got, now we have something to give context to this. He says, listen, for it, what is it? The kingdom of heaven, salvation. For it will be like a man who went on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted them to them his property. To one, he gave five talents. Now, don't get all jacked up on five talents and two talents. It's, this is where I think we go crazy. We're trying to build something out of that. That's not where Jesus was going. He gave one five talents, another two, and to another one to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He said, he, I'm sorry, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent, what did he do? He went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. Let me stop there for a minute. The talent is the gospel. What are these guys doing with the gospel? Are they investing in it? And it's just using money as an example. Are they investing in it? Are they burying it? Are they throwing it away? Well, we can pretty much, we're going to learn here that two people uh, invested in the gospel. They believed in it and, and shared the gospel. But this particular guy here, he took the gospel and said, no, thank you. He buried it. He heard the gospel and was sharing with him. God, God, the Bible tells us to each man a, a measure of faith is given. Well, what did this guy do with it? He dug it and put it in the ground and he buried his master's money. So again, in this case, the talent is the gospel. Uh, or the, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, the talent is the gospel. And what did he do with it? He buried it. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled the accounts with him. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, again, this is sharing the gospel. Hey, I, guys, he could have brought six more, seven more, two more. Let's not get jacked up on the number five. And I'll show you why in a minute. Uh, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I've made five talents more. His master said to him, now I want you to notice the exact same words were given to the guy with five as he did two. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. Don't get too cocky. You have been faithful over a little, and I will set you over much. God is good. Enter into the joy of your master. This is inheriting the kingdom. It's salvation. You were faithful over little. I'll make you, I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. That's the final takeaway. This is what happens, entering in the joy of Christ. And he also, uh, and he also who had the two talents came forward saying, master, you delivered to me two talents here 
I have made two talents more. His master said to him, again, word for word, the same thing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So that's where we are right here. We move into verse 24. He said, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, master, I knew you are a, you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, what did this guy do with it? I went and I hid your talent. Now, whose talent is this? This is God's talent. What is God's talent? It's the gospel. I went and hid the gospel in the ground, not interested. In other words, I rejected it. I did not invest in it. I didn't share it. I didn't believe it. Here, you have what is yours. In other words, take it back. I don't want it. I never, I never received it. But his master answered him. Now, you tell me this is a, a Christian who just didn't have a lot of works. God says, no, you wicked and slothful servant. In order for you to believe this is a Christian who didn't have works or didn't use his gifts right, you also need to believe in losing salvation, which thank God, the, by far the vast majority of us do not buy into that wildly insane uh, doctrine. But he says, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and I gather where I've not scattered, no, or I gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my common, I should have received what was my own with interest. The interest is other people who are, who are hearing the gospel from you. So take the talent from him. I gave you the gospel. I'm taking it away from you. I'm going to give it back to someone else who's saved, if you will. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, how many? Everyone, all the believers. For every believer who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. How many? Everyone. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast. This is why I know this is losing salvation. It, 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 I don't believe in losing salvation. Why you would have to buy into the doctrine of losing salvation if you want to call this works or gifts? Because here's the end result of the guy who did not invest in the talents and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I think we can all agree that this is, this is not a, um, a, <laughs> um, a message of condemnation for Christians and believers, that this is a message of, I've shared the gospel with you. I've revealed, the Bible tells us, the Lord, when the, when the Son of Man is lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself, right? We will all be without uh, we will all be without excuse, Romans tells us. So what's happening here is we've got the gospel message. We have two choices, and that's our talents. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to believe it, which is investing in it, by the way, or are you going to bury it in the ground, which is simply symbolic for rejecting it? 
This is not about how many works you're doing. This is not about using, using or losing your gifts. Again, the Bible says they are irrevocable. You will never, ever lose your gifts. This is about believing. All right. So folks, I hope that uh, clarifies any, uh, by the way, let me just move on real quick. We won't read anymore, but you'll notice the next thing that comes up in context over here is the final judgment. It all flows perfectly, right? If you'll notice where we started, where we are now and what's coming up next, what comes up next is the judgment. It's the un who's judged unbelievers. The one who believes is not judged, but the one who does not believe has already been judged. That is your context here. Uh, the truth will set you free. Folks, if you like this video, I encourage you to like it. I encourage you to share it. Uh, I encourage you to comment. Thank you and follow us at Jesus Without Religion for more uplifting videos about the goodness of Jesus Christ. God bless you all.